But if you're always in the presence of the Lord, if you're always in the spirit, if you're always near the river, if you're always going to the secret place, please understand that is the place where where the devil has no access to you. There is no such thing as going in prayer into the secret place and you see the devil there. That means that the devil is in your mind. The devil is in your thoughts. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Yahweh Vice Podcast. My name is Shaq. I hope you guys have had a beautiful uh, start to the weekend, and I hope you guys have had a beautiful end to the weekend. I wanted to come on and talk about. Um, I wanted to talk about the persecution of God's anointed by those who do not believe in the gospel and those who claim to believe in the gospel, and. Uh, There's a lot of that going on. And I think what's missing in the body of Christ is um, discernment. Not with everybody, you know, with God's remnant, you know, they're always going to have um, a persistence. They're always going to pursue the things of the Lord. They understand the importance of always relying on the Lord for the best source of information, the best walk the best decisions and so with that being said there are people out there that choose to you know they 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 take the word what's going on is they take the word of god and they apply it to their own logic and they think that it means what it means but children of y'all i i just want to warn you that these people you you really have to be careful of whom you listen to because Not everybody who claims to have the truth has the truth. So I'm going to dive into that. I'm going to be reading from the Gospel of Jude. Uh, There's only one chapter, obviously, but I'm going to read chapter one, verse 16, all the way down to verse 19. Okay. And the name of the word reads in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. These are grumblers, complainers, walking to their own, according to their own lusts, And they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain an advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lusts. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. Father God, In your mighty and holy name, we thank you for this word today. We thank you for allowing us, allowing me the breath of life and allowing us on this day to do your will. And we pray that you forgive us of our sins. And we pray that your spirit be poured into this microphone, be poured into this vessel, be poured into this podcast, and into all those who desire to hear your truth, Father God. And in Jesus' name, let your will be done today, tomorrow, and all the days of our lives. May the blood of Jesus cover us all. Amen. So I want to focus on, real quick, uh, verse 19, where it says, These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. I want to I wanna I wanna hone in on 
not having the spirit. I want to hone into that. The key thing, children of y'all, that you got to realize is not everyone knows the truth. You know, these days I run into so many people who claim, oh, the Bible is wrong. Oh, they they took some chapters out. And it, se it seems like whenever you question these people with their own flesh, with their own. OK, so how do you explain this, this and this? All they have to say is, well, you know, they, they mix max Bible verses. You know, they, they that the Bible that we read isn't the original Bible. You got to read the original Hebrew and uh, 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 Greek and Greek uh, transcripts. I'm like, OK, but you're you don't speak Hebrew and you don't speak Greek. You speak English. You're reading something that once again is still translated through English. First Corinthians 2.14 says, For the natural man does not perceive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. The key word, children of Yah, is spiritually. Spiritually discerned. That means that regardless of what translation you read, regardless of what translation you read, you still have to go to the source. You still have to use the Holy Spirit to discern what is a lie and what is true. And if the Bible says that every word in the scriptures is given and inspired by God, you got to take that into account. That means that it encompasses everything. So if you're reading something, but you think in your mind, hmm, it complains, well, well, it kind of contradicts with what this say. It's not an issue with the Bible. It's your discernment. It's your understanding. Because the book of Isaiah says that, Isaiah chapter 10, I believe, says that God's word cannot return to him void. So Something we're encouraged to do is we're encouraged to get our discernments aligned. We're encouraged to get our discernments in order. And if we pray to God and God is not giving us the answers that we seek, that is a problem. That means that it's a heart issue. It's a head. It's a mind. It's a heart. It's a soul issue. There is something that that is in your heart that God does not like. And that is the reason why he is not speaking to you. And for some of you, you hear a voice, but it's a voice that pleases the flesh. It's a voice that pleases the flesh and it doesn't go against it. But what, but what does the book of Romans say? The book of Romans says that Indeed, I'm looking up the verse right now. The book of Romans says that indeed those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Let me let me find the let me find the chapter really fast. But but while I do that there, there's a there's a lot of that going around. There's a lot of persecution against against the the body of Christ by Christians and non-Christians. It's mostly Christians. It's rarely non-Christians. Non-Christians they just shove it off like huh or you know, they, they, they move on, but the Christians who are fighting with demons, I'm going to say quote unquote Christians who are fighting their demons, they, uh, they don't like it when there's a certain truth that you expose. And I found the verse it's Romans chapter eight. 
um, verses six to eight. And I'm going to read it. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So going back to that, that voice that you hear, that's not quite God's, how do you know it's not God? Because if it's a voice that, that doesn't go against your fleshly desires, it is not the voice of God. For example, well, I prayed to the father and God said, God said, I should have sex with him. God said, I should go to the party tonight. God said, don't give that homeless man money. God said, you know, go to sleep. God said, don't pick up the phone for the person who needs help. God, God said for me to tell you off. It's a, it's a, it, 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 it's an audible voice that sounds like God, but more demonic and more perverted. And if we're, and if we're not really careful, the doors that we open, if we don't play gatekeeper to our souls, the doors that we open, we give the devil easy access. For those of you once in a while warriors, like, oh, I smoke once in a while. I drink once in a while. I party once in a while. A cracked open door is still an open door. If you leave your house and you don't completely lock your door, close your door and lock your door, and the door is cracked open, can a thief still get in? Can anybody walk in? You got to close the door completely. And I don't want to hear that I'm human excuse. See that that that's another issue that I keep running in, into. A lot of pe a lot of people say I'm human. Yes, you are human. But what did Jesus say to the demonic man? He said to the demon possessed man, he said sin no more. What did Jesus, what did Jesus say when he was, when he was healing that man? He said, sin no more, sin no more. I'm going to look for the scripture right now. So the Bible says, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, they will cast out devils. This is what Jesus says. In my name, they will cast out devils. In my name, they will speak new tongues. In my name, they will take up deadly serpents. And if they drink a deadly poison, it shall by no means harm them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will recover. See, 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 here, here, here's the thing that I'm only human. I didn't know excuse. It don't fly in the kingdom. It don't, it, 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 it it's not, it's not going to work. We serve a God who is indeed a graceful God, but he's also an absolute God. There is no in-between. Corinthians says you cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and the cup of the demons. You cannot sit at the table of the Lord and the table of the demons. Jesus said you can't serve two masters. It's one or the other. So there is no I'm a Christian I'm a Christian on Sunday, but I party, I smoke, I drink, I do what I do. Uh, the other six days of the week. That's that team. That is not the kingdom team. 
But I digress. Some of us, you know, we're experiencing persecution from those who follow us closely. And they have no problem supporting what it is that we do until you tell them a truth that exposes their character and disturbs their flesh and makes them feel some type of way. It makes them feel exposed. And they don't like they don't like that. And so they question you on it. And for me, I actually like it when they do that because. Ephesians 5.11 says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful work of works of darkness, but rather expose them. So us as believers, we are called to expose darkness. We are called to expose the wickedness that exists in people's hearts. There's no hiding room. There's no hiding room. We will find you and we will hunt you down. For we don't wage war against the flesh, but we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, and evil rulers of the darkness of this age and against wicked hosts, wicked spiritual hosts in heavenly places. This is what, as a Christian, we are called to do. So if any one of you, if you're struggling with that secret sin and I talk about it, please don't get in your flesh. Please don't get in your flesh. Because what did Paul say? What did Paul tell the people? He said to them, I do not tell you these things to shame you, but I tell you these things to warn you. And for me, it's exactly the same. It's the same exact thing. I don't tell, I don't tell any, I don't tell, uh, uh, I, I re, I'm really trying to avoid, see, I'm trying to avoid creating enemies because it's not you. If I'm if I speak out against you, whoever you happen to be, it's not you that I war against. It's what controls you. And if you have that spiritual discernment, if you're a Christian and you do, if you if you can look into someone's eyes and see light or darkness within them, and the Holy Spirit tells you and calls you to expose it, you have to expose it. Because the end goal I have is for everyone to be free. Everyone to be free. Everyone crosses the river. Everyone, everyone moves and marches into the land of milk and honey. Everyone experiences the freedom that us, the remnant, have experienced. Psalms 25, 14 says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant, the secret of the Lord, the secret. That means there is something that we know that others do not know. And that includes deceived believers who think it's, it's who think I'm just going to apply it to my own logic, the word of God, and think that it means what it means. And, and, no matter what you say, you're not going to change my mind. We got to get out of that thinking. The book of Romans says to not be wise in your own opinion, in your own opinion. I met a gentleman the other week, the other day. And one of the things he said to me was he was a fan of that show, The Chosen. And I had explained to him, I said, listen, I did some some diving in and 
what one of the things I discovered, I found a video of the creator explaining his position on on uh, uh, Mormons and Catholics being true Christians. One of the things he said to break away from that, he said, my show is not meant to be a replacement for scripture. And I, and children, I want you guys to think about this. I want you to think about this because you have a man, okay? And he creates a show that attracts millions of people to watch around the world or at least in the country, okay? He has an image of Jesus an image of the disciples, an image of Mary, of all, of everybody who's in the scriptures. And he put, and he pretends to portray everything that they do straight out of the Bible. But here he is making a statement saying it's not meant to replace scripture. And he also follows it up with saying, check in with your pastors and always study. So my man, what would compare if 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 that's true and it's an actual video of him saying that i watched it from start to finish i said if that's true then what would compel you to put a truth out there to put your version of the truth out there without any kind of discernment knowing that it's not going to be a replacement for scripture knowing that people are going to be deceived. If it's not the actual truth, if you're telling us it's not a replacement for scripture, why even put that out there? There are millions of people being deceived into thinking a show like The Chosen is, a, is an adequate source, an adequate alternative source for reading the Bible. And so when I got to talking to this man, when I gave him, when I was speaking to him about the Bible, he tells me, yeah, see, when you give me the Bible verses, I'm, I'm be honest, I'm just going to tune you out because, you know, I, I don't like the Bible. I don't understand it. It tires me. It bores me. And I said to my man, that's not a Bible issue. That's a heart issue. How can you be born? How can you be a born again Christian and hate the word of God? Where does the source of your strength come from? Where are you getting your strength from? How does that even make sense? We know of baptism from the word of God. So how could you follow? How could you follow a principle that the word of God explains, but at the same time, hate its source? That doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me. And there are a lot of Christians out there that don't read that foolishly do not read their Bible. Like, what is that? Oh, I don't understand it. It's too long. It bores me. That's a hard issue. That's a hard issue because the Bible says that God is spirit and he must worship him. All must worship him in spirit and in truth. If you don't have a truth to balance out what it is you feel in whatever spirit you feel it in, you could be very much deceived. You could be living a lie. You could be you could be given a very, very strong delusion. A very, very strong delusion. And then if you go on in that strong delusion, 
not reading your Bible, not knowing the truth. You're listening to a bunch of the, uh, 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 historians, uh, 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 Bible school professors, the, uh, the theologians and, and all that kind of stuff. You're going you you run the risk of pretty much being led in a spirit of death. What does 2 Corinthians 11, 12 to 15 say? But what I do, Paul says, I will also continue to do that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according their works. Children of Yah, Satan knows the system better than anybody else. He knows the system. He knows how it works. He knows. He knows the system better than anybody else. He knows the scripture better than anybody else. He knows the rules better than anybody else. And he's been around longer than anybody else. There's a story about the, about the devil that we are not privy to in the Bible. If he could deceive a third of heaven, he can very much deceive you. The Bible says that Satan is a roaring lion. Be vigilant that Satan is a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. Satan is always looking for, children of Yah, the open door any cracked door you have. But if you're always in the presence of the Lord, if you're always in the spirit, if you're always near the river, if you're always going to the secret place, please understand that is the place where devil, where the devil has no access to you. There is no such thing as going in prayer into the secret place. There's a reason why it's called a secret place. There is no such thing as going in prayer and you see the devil there. That means that the devil is in your mind. The devil is in your thoughts. The devil is not allowed where God has locked him out. If the devil fell from heaven, he has no access. He has no access. We are created in the image and likeness of God. We have the keys we have the keys. So I just, I just want to put it out there because there's a number of people who pursue those wrongfully and they don't realize that it's a blaspheme, it's blasphemy towards the spirit when you, when you wrongfully persecute someone who is doing the will of God. And because you don't know what that is. See, this is why I tell people who, who want to get into it. And me, I tell people like, listen, man, you need, you need to pray. You need to pray because you're making a foolish mistake. You're making a foolish mistake right now. And watch whenever Whenever people touch God's anointed, when they touch God's prophets, when they touch his pastors, his people doing his will, preaching against the truth. See, here's the thing. Luke 6, 26 says, woe to you when all men speak well of you, for as their fathers did to the false prophets. It's not a popularity contest, children of Yah. It's not a popularity contest. 
It's not a popularity contest. And, you know, a lot of Christians, they follow all of these all of these popular things. And, you know, you you really got to check the fruit on the tree. Yeah. If you're if you're a fan of I don't know. If you're a fan of, I don't know, Kirk Franklin, or if you're a fan of the dude who created The Chosen, if, you, if you're afraid of, of you got to ask yourself, how did they get the funding for these shows? There's rarely any Christian programs on TV. There's a reason why they call it television. How did they get the how did they get the funding for these Christian shows? And I did some research on The Chosen, the creator of the show. He has ties to WWE. That's where the fun, that's where some of the funding comes from, from WWE. Now, anybody who's ever watched WWE, can anybody honestly say that WWE is godly? If you're seeing women half naked, flaunting their bodies, if you're seeing met, how is that godly? And sometimes it's not, it's not even what's in front of your eyes. It's the spirit behind them. Remember, the Bible says against wicked hosts in heavenly places. The thing that appears good to the eye. Proverbs 14, 12 says there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So just because it looks good doesn't necessarily mean it is good. Remember, Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. He can tra he can transform himself. He can transform himself. So it's not it's not uh uh it's not something that you just look at and you just like, oh, I don't know, you know, just because you see a whole bunch of people disagreeing with scripture, that don't mean you got to disagree with it too. You study for yourselves. You take up the knowledge of yourselves. It's a lot of people out here perse persecute, uh, uh, persecuting people who have no business persecuting them. But you know what though? I'm going to say, just like I said, uh, 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 Last year, I said, listen, if any one of you have anything negative to say about me, go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it because I want the world to know and to see what a fool looks like. I want the world to know. I want everybody. Remember, I'm, we're called to expose darkness. And part of me allowing you, the persecutor, to say whatever it is that you want to say means showing everybody what exactly you look like. And children, y'all notice, notice that whenever you're persecuted, it's always the same kind of nasty reptilian personality. Why? Because it's a spirit. It's a spirit attached to it. Stop relying on your pastors. It's not the pastor. It's not the prophet. It's the spirit that controls them. It's the spirit that performs either the unfruitful works of darkness or the works of the kingdom. We got to stop idolizing these people in high places. A lot of times these people are fake. Let me tell children. Let me tell you guys a story. Years ago, I was with my friend. We went to a concert. We went to go see Toby Mac, Colton Dixon and Britt Nicole perform in Madison Square Garden. 
I saw nothing that was godly in that concert. Toby Mac, he does not serve the Lord. Britt Nicole, she does not serve the Lord. Colton Dixon, they do not serve the Lord. They're very much into their own success. They're very much into their own spotlight, their own flesh. I was there. I was there. I saw these people perform live. I was with a friend. I didn't go on my own. She invited me to a concert. I knew what I was going to see because I just knew of the truth. I knew what I was going to see. So I said, you know what? Let me let me go. Let me spend some time with her. Let me see for myself. And everything that I thought, you know, when, when we were, when everybody was hooting and hollering in the concert, I leaned toward my friend and I say, this ain't godly. Where in the Bible does it say a butterfly is a symbol of Christianity? That's what the world wants you to believe. A, a butterfly is a symbol of Christianity. Let me tell you what the butterfly stands for. The, the butterfly stands for the monarch children. The butterfly stands for mind control, mind control, allowing people to chase something that is fleeting, illusory, illusory. This is what the monarch, this is what uh, uh, the butterfly stands for. And it's not in the Bible. So you got to realize anything that is not in the Bible, there's a lot of people doing all of these sacrilegious acts that's not even in the Bible, has nothing to do with the Bible. And they're calling it holy. They're declaring it holy. You have to be wise, children of Yah. You have to be wise. Read your Bibles, study for yourselves. I'm not talking at you. I'm trying to warn you. There are some people out here who will deceive you. I had one guy, he would not stop trying to pursue me because he kept saying to me, oh, you need, you need, a, you need a pastor, you need this, you need that. And, and every time I would make a point that challenged his flesh, he would, he would always try to throw digs at me to get a reaction out of me. And this man was a pastor. I'm not going to say his name because I want to give him some plausible deniability and I want him to, to still show face and do the right thing. But there are people out there, some of y'all are in the churches, God is giving you an assignment and your pastor won't let you perform the assignment. There are some of you out there, you're sitting in the churches, you know, and some of your churches you have you have you have all these all these uh, spirit of religion rules. Oh, we don't allow nobody to lay hands on nobody. You can't you can't pray. Like if if you a new member and the spirit of the Lord moves you to go pray for a person, you're gonna get stopped by your pastor. You're gonna get stopped by the evangelist. You're gonna get stopped by the prophet. You're gonna you're gonna get stopped by the intercessor. You're gonna be like, oh, we don't allow other people to lay hands on other people because you don't know what other people have. What do you mean you don't know? What do you mean you don't know? If you're a Christian. You're, you're going to be given the ability to, to sense light and darkness in others. Otherwise, how are we ever going to discern the good from the bad? The Bible says he who is spiritual judges all things and is rightly judged by no one. Jesus said, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. We do it in life, children of Yah. We do it in life. How else are you going to determine the good from the bad? How do you have the friends that you have in your life right now? You looked at them, you judged their character, and you said, 
eh, they look pretty good. How do you have the friends that you have? How do you, how are you in the situations that you, how do you have the house that you have, the apartment that you have, the car that you have, the job that you have? You took, you, you took a quick glance at it and you said, this looks good. This is a nice place to live. This is a nice area to live. Or you looked in another neighborhood and you said, nah, I don't want to live here. Nah, I don't need to be friends with that person. Nah, I don't need to date that person. I'm going to move on. We do it in life. We do it in life. We do it in life. So don't tell me judge not. And that's what and that's what these people who carry apostate doctrine, who carry doctrine that is not the doctrine of Christ. That's what these people who want to persecute others, they say. They say, don't judge. Had one guy the other day say, God say, don't judge. Don't judge. There are several verses in the Bible that says we have to judge. And Everybody wants to look at judge not, but they don't read the rest of the chapter or at least the passage in full context. And let me tell you the full context. Jesus goes on to say, take the take the speck and plank out of your own eye before you look and take the speck out of another's eye. What that basically means is don't be a hypocrite. Don't go out preaching against sex and fornication. But meanwhile, you have a porn addiction. Don't go out and preach against cheating and adultery. Meanwhile, you can't stop looking at the sister sitting in the front of the church with her husband. And you having you having sexual thoughts about her in your head. There are pastors, there are people, there are clergymen out there who do this type of stuff. There's so many, there's so many. There's so many demons out there that 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 try to limit what God does in another person. And you you have to be wise, children of Yah. You have to see the signs. And the Bible says these are the signs of the end times. They're going to speak about things that they don't understand. It's a spirit. It's a spirit that was allowed to be unleashed on the earth in the presence of of many unbelievers, many deceived, many simple-minded people. And that spirit controls what they do. That spirit controls how they believe. And you know what? The Bible says that God's going to judge you according to your works. He's going to, he's, he has no problem. God is not going to override your free will, but he is going to, he will allow you to live the life that you choose to live. And he will judge you accordingly afterwards. He will. He will judge you. And so I want to find I want to find the verse that talks about it's a, it's a it's a verse in the book of Deuteronomy. And it talks about how God punishes those who are very much content on disobeying his law not keeping his commandments, not keeping his word. Let me read to you Deuteronomy 28 verses 15 to 20. But it shall come to pass. If you do not obey the voice of the Lord, your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command to you today, that all these curses will come upon you 
and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land. The increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks cursed shall be when you shall you be when you go when you come in and cursed shall you be when you go out the lord will send you will send on you cursing confusion and rebuke in all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me. Before you go in and say, why are you reading a verse for the Old Testament? And the Old Testament don't apply to me. Let me explain to you. Even Jesus said, keep the commandments. Even Jesus says in the New Testament, I did not come to destroy the law nor the prophets, but I came to fulfill let me find that verse for y'all. Let me find that verse for y'all. Let me see. I did not come to destroy, destroy the law. I'm on my phone, guys. Excuse me. Matthew 5, 17. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. He told the rich young ruler, what did he tell the rich young ruler when the rich young ruler came to him and said, oh, I do, I do, I do such and such. I do, I do this right. I do that right. What did, what did he tell the rich young ruler? He said, you got it. You got to keep the commandments. You got to keep the commandments. And what are the commandments? Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not murder. God's law is the same, children of Yah. His law is the same. His laws do not change whatsoever. And so going back to this Deuteronomy passage, all those who disobey the command of the Lord, they will be cursed. They will be cursed And everything they do, all the blessings that were supposed to be for them, they're gonna miss. They're gonna miss out. They're gonna. They're gonna miss out. They're gonna miss out. Sorry, I was reading this Deuteronomy twenty four sixteen verse. Death ensues all those who do something that God has not told them to do. All sin is the same. It all goes it all goes through one funnel. There is no, well, God's gonna stamp a tax exempt on my secret sin. I have an attitude problem. I like to drink every once in a while. I like to dance every once in a while. I like I love women every once in a while. There's no secret sin. It's all the same. Be wise. Just because you can physically do it doesn't mean you should spiritually do it. It doesn't mean you should spiritually commit to it. 
You have to be wise. But I digress. So going back towards the whole persecution thing, like I said, you have to pray. If you don't have a heart towards it, and this is what I told the man who was into the chosen program. If you don't, if you don't have a heart towards it, you're not going to get it. Even if you think you got it, you're not going to get it. It will be impossible. I promise you. I promise you it will. It will be impossible. But that's all I have. That's all I have for today. I pray that you guys will sow in Jesus' name, will grow in Jesus' name. This video will be available on Facebook, and it'll be also be available on my podcast platforms. Like I said, I'm sorry for leaving such huge breaks in between. I understand that there are a lot of people who want me to continue to, to do the podcast, and I'm very much committed to it. I've just been so sidetracked with the whole photography stuff. But nonetheless, God is on the move, and whatever God wants to do, whatever the Spirit wants to do within me, I will allow the Spirit to do. No matter, regardless of how uncomfortable it feels. Amen. But I love you guys. Go sow in Jesus' name. Go grow in Jesus' name. And uh, have a good day. Thank you.